there was a time in my life that I did not believe in God, Jesus Christ, hell or heaven. I was just existing, waiting for this life to one day end, even though at that age you think you have a long, long time to live. Then after you have lived for such a long time, you discover all of a sudden that life in this world is short. I was fortunate, though, to be a benefactor of God's loving grace. While I was yet a sinner, He called me to himself. And I have been set free from this world ever since. Knowing without a doubt that I am right now seated in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. also knowing that this world is not my home. I am just a pilgrim passing through. I am enjoying what God has blessed me with here, but I do not hold on to it. He has told me, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of God is not in him. And that person is on the way to a fiery hell. And that's why we're here today. Because God's word does tell us to snatch some from the fire. And it is my hope with this message that some will experience that snatching from the fire. And here's the call from Jesus. When he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, and you will find rest for your soul. For my, for my burden is easy, and my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. If he's calling your name today, keep listening and see what he has to say. He is God. Savior. He said he came into the world to seek and to save them 
that aloft. The problem is men are like sheep. They don't know that they're lost. It takes a shepherd to guide them. And it takes a shepherd to find them, to look for them when they're lost. And bring them back to safety. Christ said he is the good shepherd. And when one sheep is lost, the good shepherd leaves the 99 sheep since he had 100. He leaves the 99 and goes after the one that's lost. The lost sheep will not look for the shepherd. He doesn't have the mindset to seek the shepherd. He's lost, unaware of his surroundings, unaware of the danger that he is in. But the good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes out to look for the one lost sheep. And when he finds him, he puts that lost sheep on his shoulder and brings it back into the sheepfold. That's a good shepherd, child. Jesus Christ says that I am the door of the sheep. They come in by me and they find pasture. They find food and, and safety and shelter. David, King David cried out in a psalm, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack any good thing. God has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Do you know I say that from time to time when I'm eating here at home. I actually say that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he has prepared a table before me before me in the presence of my enemy. And my enemy is Satan and his demons. And I've learned one thing about the demons. They are powerful. But they can't stop God. Because the demons have a lot of power. But they're not all powerful. They're not all powerful. They're not omnipotent. They're not omniscient. And they're not omnipresent. They're not all powerful. They can't do what only God can do. They're not omniscient. They don't know everything. God cannot learn anything new. But the angels are just like me and you. They're always learning. And the angels can only be in one place at a time. Satan, the fallen angel, can only be in one place at a time. Just like the elect angels. 
But God is ever-present. Do you know that we don't need to pray to God for him to show up? God never has to show up. When I think about Psalm 139, God talks about his omnipresence. Before I think a thought, God knows my thought. Before a word is formed on my tongue, God, God knows what I'm about to speak. When I go to sit down in a chair, God knows that I will sit down before I do it. And before I rise up from that chair, God knows it. And he says, if I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I ascend into heaven, he's there. If I descend to the bottom of the ocean, the sea, even there is his spirit leading God. Where can I go from God's presence? Nowhere. He's an all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful God. And his desire is to save you from his wrath. And his wrath is you who don't believe him. His wrath is to cast you into a fiery hell. And we'll talk about that hell. But I want you to know, he has come to seek and to save you. He's come to seek you. He said to his disciples, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom for many. I've come to seek and to save them that are lost. He has to do that because no one seeks him. Every human being is reprobate. Every human being is dead in trespasses and sin. When it comes to knowing God, it's impossible for them to know him without him making himself known. That's why, they hung, that's why they hung him on the cross. They were reprobate men who did not know him. They were totally depraved. So Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 2, if the rulers of this world had known, Herod 
Pontius Pilate, Annas the high priest, Caiaphas the high priest. If they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know. Because no eye has seen, no natural eye. No ear has heard, no natural ear. Nor has it entered into the mind and the heart of man, the natural mind. The thing that God has in store for those, for those who love him. But God had revealed it to us by his spirit. But the, but the natural man cannot know these things. He cannot understand these things. Because these things are spiritually designed. So God has to make himself known. A mankind will not know him until they lift up their eyes in hell. The scripture says concerning concerning the unsaved man, the unbeliever, because they're dead in their sins, Romans chapter 3 tells us, there's none good. No, not one. There's none righteous. No, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. No, not one. He's the one that has come to seek and and to save them, them that are lost. They don't seek them. He seeks them. There's none that understand. No, not one. God has to bring about a new creation to enable the human race to know him to believe who he is. It takes having the mind of Christ to know him. If we become one with him through the born again experience, then we know him. But that's, but that's his work. And you simply have to believe it. And when you believe, He has done the work in your life. He has saved you from his own wrath. And that wrath is grievous. But he said to those who do believe in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, that you have not been appointed to wrath. Those, those, those of you who believe, you have not been ordained to wrath, but you've been appointed to obtain salvation. We see the same thing written in Acts chapter 13, verse 48, where Paul had preached the gospel in the synagogue to the Jews and Gentiles. The Jews 
rejected the gospel. The Gentiles received the gospel with joy. Why? Why not the Jews? Why the Gentiles in this particular setting? Keeping in mind that every setting is different. Well, Acts 13, 48 tells us why. For as many as were ordained to, to eternal life believe. You see, God's been seeking from eternity past. And he calls now. God has been seeking since eternity past and had appointed men for salvation, has ordained men to believe. For as many as were ordained to eternal life believe. So now he's calling those names. And maybe he's calling your name today. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And I give to them eternal life. He reminds me of him standing at the door of the church at Laodicea. This is a church now. And there are supposed to be believers in the church. He said to them, because of their awful, sinful walk, he said that you are neither hot nor cold, you're the warm. And for that reason, I'm about to spew you, or vomit you out of my mouth. You're sickening to me. Well, like he spoke through Isaiah, chapter 1, verse 18, he's speaking to little self, and perhaps to you right now. Come, let us reason together, though your sin be as scholars. They shall be as white as snow. Though your sins be as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. He's talking to the church at Laodicea, the same way he spoke to the chosen people of Israel who had gone astray. He said to the church at Laodicea, Behold, listen, look, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with them. I will come in and have a meal with them. I will come in and we shall fellowship together. But notice what he said now. Notice 
If any man hears my voice, he already said in John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice. He's not calling sinners at this time, as some folks have thought. He's calling his church. This is the church door he's knocking at. If anyone hears my voice in the church, if this is a real church, there should be some sheep in there, and they'll hear my voice. 